0: Mm. Well, you ready to record our episode for today?
1: I think so. Here, scoot a little closer to me. Closer, closer. Sit up straight. Sitting up straight.
0: All right. Here we go. Yep. All right. Hey, folks. Welcome back to the Timmy Tom Show. It is Freedom Friday. Yeah. Timmy, yeah you got both of us. Yeah. You know, it's a good day. It's always a good day when you get both of us. Yes. But uh, today we got a great episode for you all about what it means to follow Jesus and what it means to call yourself a Christian. Mm -hmm. What it is and what it's not. So, buckle up and here we go. Well guys, welcome back to the Timmy Tom show. Today is all going to be about what it means to follow Jesus. And here's the reason why we're doing this. You know, we talk a lot about freedom on this show and liberty. And and freedom is having, the, having different choices to do whatever you want. Liberty is doing the right thing. And we believe that the freedoms that we have, the liberty that we have in this country and in our personal lives comes from the Lord Jesus mm-hmm. and from his word. Right. And so because of that... We want to say, what is being a Christian and what is it not? So real quick, before we get started, what what is it not to be a Christian?
1: There are several things that people who are considered Christians do that are not really the essence of being a Christian. Right. And many things that we do grow out because God tells us, once you become part of his family, become a believer, he has already prepared works for you to do, but doing the works don't make you a Christian. And some of the things that people make mistakes about is they say, "Well, I belong to this church, therefore I'm a Christian," or "I go to church all the time," or at least on the most important. Did all these good deeds? Or yeah, or um, I, you know, I uh, I sing in the choir. I give money to charity. uh, I'm kind to people sometimes. You know, none of those things are bad things but those things are not the essence of being a Christian. Exactly. Those are things that God may have you do to enhance not only your life but to set yeah. a good example for others.
0: And being a Christian is something that you're not born into physically also. It doesn't it's, make any difference what a, your parents were or what they were. Yes. Yeah.
1: And uh, well, I had some, another brilliant thing to say but I came straight on. That's okay.
0: Well, yeah, I'm sure it'll come back. It'll come back. Yeah. But let's let's get into this. What does it mean to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. All right. So there's a couple of verses that we have, right?
1: Well, yes. Because before you can understand what it means to be a Christian, you have to know how to be a Christian, right? Because none of us start out being a Christian. No. There is a process that we go through, and it's a process where God reveals to us in uh, His Word.
0: The best, the best way I can describe it, it's a metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. It's like a caterpillar. And then it turns into a cocoon, and then it turns into a butterfly, and it's entirely different than -hmm. what it was before. And Jesus says, um, if anyone is in me, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and the new has come. And so that's what
1: we want to go through today. So what is our first verse? Well, the first thing that we need to understand is the verse of uh, the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 23. 23 which says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Uh, Sin means anything that you do that's not in accordance with God's will. And it can be something that seems, by our human standards, to be not such a big deal. You know, telling telling a lie to somebody, that's probably not a really big deal. Killing somebody, that's a big deal. But God doesn't differentiate. What he says is, Anything that goes apart from my will is something that I call sin.
0: So what are some of the things that go apart from God? And is God like us or is he, as Scripture says, he's holy. And what that means is he's perfect. There's no darkness in him. Uh, there's no. He doesn't do anything wrong. He is good. All the time and also
1: holy means set apart yes which means he is not does not have all the faults and foibles that human beings have because right. he's apart from that
0: and so what are some of the things that go against God's will?
1: well we have a pretty good example if you know about the Ten Commandments that was a, that was sort of a starting point when people said to God okay God what do we have to do that would please you and show you that we are with you and following you? And he said, it's very simple. Let me give you 10 things. If you could do all 10 things yeah. and do them perfectly without making a single mistake time, you will be perfect and I will be able to receive you just That's that crazy. way. The unfortunate part is no human being has ever been able to do all 10 things all the time.
0: Yeah. Some of the 10 things include like do not have any other gods before me. Mm-hmm. Now, some of us will say, well, I don't fall down and worship anything. Well, where do you spend your time at?
1: And do where do you s- s- spend your money?
0: Exactly. Where do you spend your time? Where do you spend your money? Do you spend your time worshiping at the altar of pornography? Do you spend your time worshiping at the altar of sports? Of your family? Of yourself? Of your self-image? Of your own money? Of your job? Of your job. If it's anything besides the Lord, you've made that thing higher than God, and you're worshiping that. If you have more time for anything else besides the Lord... That's what it is. There's mm-hmm. other verses like "Do not covet."
1: Ooh, that's an interesting one. That's that's number ten on the on the Ten mm-hmm. Commandments list. And covet means because I was really confused. I when I first heard that, I thought, "Yeah, what does covet mean?" It I doesn't mean
0: to... like, "Hey, that's a nice mug."
1: Right. Right. And what say, it, "Oh, I want a mug like that." What it means is, you have a nice mug, and you don't deserve that nice mug. I deserve that nice mug. You have that wife, but you don't deserve that wife, but I deserve your wife. And that
0: violates, do not commit adultery. You have
1: that car, but you don't deserve that car. And that commits, do not steal. And I I deserve that car, you don't deserve it. And guess what, I'll do whatever
0: I can to get it. And that's bearing false witness against your neighbor. Mm -hmm. All these things are things that God has said, this is not how you should live. And guess what? God says in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned. And fallen short of God's glory. Sin just means missing the mark. Right. Right. Means so we miss the, the bullseye every single time. That's right. And God also says that we're incapable of doing anything that's going to be acceptable in his sight. Right. On our own strength.
1: So we're not throwing out the Ten Commandments. They're good no. rules to try to follow. In fact, God said if you could follow these, you would be perfect. Mm-hmm. So they're an example for us. They do two things. They show us an example of what God would like us to be doing. right? But it also shows us that no matter how hard we try, we're going to fall short. We're going to make yeah. the mistake. We're going to break number one, number two, mm. number four, number eight, number 12, 10, whatever yeah. it is. And that's why the scripture says all. So whether you kept every single one of the commandments except one time, yeah. you stole something.
0: And that really puts everybody in the same boat. It
1: makes us all, what God calls, because we all commit those crimes of, on some level, even if it's just one thing, one time, that, that's sin and that makes us all sinners. So every single one of us is already a sinner because from infancy we start doing those things.
0: Yeah, and you don't even have to tell infants this, what's their favorite word? No. Did you do that? No. Infants inherently know how to lie, how to steal, how to get away with stuff. And that's why and, and we think
1: children are absolutely <coughs> beautiful. Oh, yeah. But we recognize that despite the beauty and the joy and the wonderfulness of children... But you have to teach them to be good because being being selfish is inherent. It is. Yeah. You talk about things that, that come with,
0: with life. And one more thing. Yes. Because he says all have sinned, mm-hmm.
1: no one is exempt. That means not only the worst person you can think of...
0: But also the best person you can think of
1: yeah yep. so all are sinners so what happens when you're a sinner what, well what do you look forward to what's your future what's the ultimate future for sinners well we have the results of sin and that is according
0: to romans six twenty three. it says for the wages of sin is death but the free gift of god is eternal life in christ jesus our lord another word for wages are just kind of like you know you go to your job and you get what you receive what you earned mm-hmm. god says what we deserve for our sin, what we're, earning, with our what we're sin. earning for our sin is death, and there's two kinds of death mentioned in scripture mm-hmm. one is a physical death, where God says, You know, in Genesis, don't eat that, you'll die, you'll die physically. But also, if we go through our whole lives not wanting God and denying His, his love, He says, I'll give you what you want, but that's going to last for eternity, and that's going to be a spiritual death in hell. And God says, That is the results of our sin, this is what happens, and you know we sow, we reap what
1: we sow. We do, right? we, You know, I've always wanted to not reap what I've sown, but It'd the truth nice. is, we do. What we sow, we also reap. And so here we got the here we got the fact that every single one of us has come short of the of the the mark that God has set for us. Yeah. And because we come short, every single one of us is going to get spiritual death which means being separated from God in a place that we're tormented day and night forever. But God, because of his love, says, wait a minute, Yeah. I'm providing a way so that you don't have to have this. Yeah, and, and that way, actually
0: what he says at the end of the verse, he says, but, I love that word, the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. We're all gonna stand before God one day for everything you've ever said, done, Thought, or not, felt. or maybe some things that you haven't did that you knew was the right thing to do, and, and God says you should have done that, but you didn't. Why didn't you?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're all going to stand before God <clears throat> one day and have to give an account for our own life. You won't, you won't give. I'm not going to give an account for my grandpa's life. I'm not going to give an account for someone else. I'm going to give an account for what I did right. with what I've been given.
1: Interestingly enough, somebody said this to me, and it may helped it make real sense to me. I would say to them, they were telling me about this, and I said, "Well, what about so and so who's really bad?" And they said to me, "God is not telling his story; he's talking to you about your story. It's all about you and God, nobody else." Yeah. So there'll be there'll be no no. You can say, "Well, what yeah.
0: about so and so?" There's not going to be any blaming the finger and saying, "Well, they did this to me. What about this?" And yeah. God's going to say, "Yeah, that was terrible, but you still had a choice." Yeah. Yep. Anyways,
1: And the thing I like about the yeah. verse you just quoted is, it says, but the free gift yeah. of God. The it's, free it's gift. You can't buy it. You can't earn it. Yeah. It's a free gift.
0: Ima- imagine this. Imagine me gifted my, and this has no comparison, but imagine, you know, you have a couple of cars. Mm-hmm. Imagine me giving you another MG Sprite. I'd and love it. it's completely paid for. I'd love it. And I'd just say, Grandpa, here can you I have go. have and <laughs> Oh, sorry. As soon as I become a millionaire, yeah, whenever that is, and uh, I say, "Grandpa, here's your car. You can have it, right? right? You, you didn't do anything to earn it. I'm just giving it to you because I love you. Now you have a choice whether or not to receive that,
1: right? Because right? It, even though I've been given yes. this, it doesn't I'm not become gonna for- mine. I can't force him to drive until it. I take it and say, "Thank you. I'm go- I'm taking it." If I yeah. would look at that and say, "You know, it's green, and I wanted a yellow one." I'm not taking it yeah
0: and I can't force him to drive it. and God says this gift of salvation he's already purchased through Jesus which we're gonna learn about in the next verse And he says I give this to everybody free of charge you can't earn it there's nothing you can do to say hey you were a good boy today now you get to be in heaven with me no I'm giving this to you and in fact Romans 5 8 says a little side, side note God demonstrates his love for us in this that while we were still sinners
1: Christ died for us. while well, we were still God's enemies because yeah. we weren't following what he wanted at all. No. But he loved us so much that Jesus came and died for us before we cleaned up our act, yeah. before we changed in any way. Which leads us to the next verse, which is we which got happened? the problem of sin. We got the result, which is death. What's this gift that God yeah. has provided for? The now we got
0: God's solution. And what's the verse?
1: The verse is uh, uh, John three sixteen which says, God loved the world. And by that, he doesn't mean the physical world, even though he does love that too. He means the people. God loves the world so much that he gave his only begotten son to die on the cross. And whoever believes in... And I like the word whoever. He doesn't say only smart people, only sensitive people, only rich people, only good people. Only white
0: people, only black people. No, no, no.
1: Makes no difference. All it is is... Any individual who believes in him, whoever believes in him, should not perish but have everlasting life. That's the key. The key is believing who Jesus was, believing what he did and why he did it, and God's response of accepting that and letting that pertain to everybody who would believe it now, let me say something about believing. Yeah, and this is important. You you can believe a lot of things in your mind. You could say, uh, you know, I, I I be I believe uh, George Washington was the president. Yeah. But do you believe in George Washington? Do you trust George Washington? It's it's the
0: difference between this. I can know about my grandpa, right? He's in a couple movies. I know about him. He's an actor. But do I really know him on a personal level? And do I trust that what he's telling me is true? And it's the same thing with the Lord. You know, it says, and I love this because you can put your name in there. For God so loved Timothy, Thomas, so much that he gave his one and only son.
1: That, that when no matter, Timothy, when or, Timothy Thomas, or Tom
0: believes in him, they will not perish but have everlasting life. Believes means believes belief. Means to put your trust to put to build your life on that person. Mm-hmm. Yo, yep. it's not just oh yeah, I like Jesus, I believe in him. Do you actually follow what he says? Do you know who he is? Because here's the thing about Jesus, and we'll actually get into this in our next verse. Um, he's not just a man.
1: Well, it's true, and uh, you know, looking at John three sixteen again, it says, "Whoever believes in this begotten Son." And sometimes people say. Well, who's the begotten Son? What is that? Who is that? How do we know who that is? Which leads us, I think, to the next verse. Yeah, John, John fourteen six. John fourteen six.
0: And this is only through Jesus. Jesus says, um, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me." Mm-hmm. Now, what does that mean? Jesus. Now, this is what I love. Jesus here can only be telling the truth he's either lying or he's crazy right there's only three options here
1: right he either either is exactly who he says he is and he really is the truth the life and the way and the only way to the father yeah. or he knows he's not the only way to the father but he's lying to everybody exactly. or he's some guy who's lost his marbles and hasn't found them yeah. and he's going I am I'm the only way man
0: and we we have you say that he's actually the the way, the truth, and the life? And in fact, when he says he's the way, I love that because he's not talking about Buddha, he's not talking about Muhammad, he's not talking about doing good things, or
1: he's not talking about any system,
0: wearing your mask, or do this of or religion. That. He says, "I am the only way to God," and then he says, "I am the truth, the truth." Jesus says, who, he who listens to me know, will know the truth, and the truth will set him free.
1: And it's interesting, he didn't, he didn't say, I, I speak the truth, or I'm going to tell you a truth. A he, truth. He said, I am the truth. Yep. It's hard for us to conceive of truth being physically embodied, Yeah. but Jesus claims that he is the truth, meaning there is absolutely no lie in him whatsoever.
0: Yeah. And he's also the life. He's the one. He's the only one who can give us life. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so this this free gift of God can only come through Jesus. But so what's what's our response? Right? And well, that takes us to Acts two thirty eight, which is we have to repent.
1: Yeah. What does the word
0: repent mean?
1: Well, the word repent means to the literal meaning is to turn around. It means like, I'm going this way, and I repent, and I turn around and go the opposite way. Yeah. It has to do with all the things that we are thinking and doing in our life that are contrary to what God wants, excuse us, and now we're back, all the things that we're thinking and doing in our life that are contrary to what God wants, and we're going this way, away from what God wants, when we repent, we turn around and start doing an action or a thought that is in right. the opposite direction, coming back towards God. Yeah. And that can apply to all kinds of areas in our life and usually yep. does but the purpose of that to repent is the step that you need yeah. when you believe in jesus <clears throat> and then added to that verse is and be baptized yeah and the baptism well, doesn't let's see the whole verse
0: real quick <clears throat> in acts two thirty-eight says peter replied repent and be baptized each one of you in the name of jesus for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit.
1: Right, and it doesn't mean that the baptism does something to to make it magically happen. Exactly. the, the real The real proper order from the Greek is, repent in the name of Jesus to be forgiven for your sins and be baptized. Mm-hmm. And he added and be baptized because baptism is a symbol that you have done the first part of the verse, that you've repented. That's right and that you are honoring Jesus for who he is, that's hard to see on the outside, especially when you first come to that realization. When you first believe it, it's maybe hard for people to see it on the outside. Being baptized is an outward sign which says, "Yeah, I believe, I'm turning. I'm, I'm. gonna let God help yeah. me turn my life around and I'm gonna trust Jesus for all the things in my life. And this is a symbol. I'm gonna get baptized to show that that's what I'm, what's happening on the exactly. inside. And then eventually, with God's yeah. God's purpose is to help things happen on the outside of our life, yeah. and what we believe, what we do, what we say, so that people can go. Wait a minute! Yeah. I remember over here you were like this, but now you're you're sort of like this. Yeah, and repent
0: also means that you it, it, you come in agreement with what God says, and so you call evil what God says evil. You call good what God says good, and that's it. So if you're in a homosexual lifestyle and God calls that evil and wrong. Repenting means you have to ask God to help you with that. Even if you're not a homosexual, if you're in a lifestyle that has sexual immorality, if you're having sex outside of marriage, if you're watching pornography, or doing any other type of thing sexually outside of marriage between your, you and your spouse of the opposite sex, God says that's sin. What if you have a problem with lying or stealing or coveting, anything like that? What about pride? Mm-hmm. God says you must call evil what I call evil. You must recognize that is wrong and that is sin. Just like if I had a child and that child stole something from another kid, I want that child not only to give it back but I will say, you know what that was wrong
1: what I did. I'm sorry. Yeah, and that's what God wants us to do. That's yeah. what he that's what his purpose is 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 indeed the ultimate purpose is to make us more like Jesus. Yep. And so what he does is he takes all those Sharp edges of going this way and knocks those off, so that we can he can help us turn around to come this way back to him.
0: What, what's what's our response now? We have to believe and receive. Mm-hmm. And what does John 1.12 say?
1: Well, it says as to as many as received him, mm-hmm. Jesus. As many as received Jesus believed in him.
0: To those who believed in his name,
1: right. To them he gave the authority and the power to be the children of God. That's how you become an actual child of God. I know it's very pop, uh, popular these days for people to go around saying, well, we're all God's children. We're all children of God. Yeah. We're all God's creation, but God, God's
0: family, you're not born into in the sense of a physical birth. You have to be adopted into it, and you have to accept that adoption.
1: That's it. So it's true. We all are the creation of God. Yeah, He created human beings and through the process that he set up, every single human being is created. In that sense, you can say, well, we're sort of related to God.
0: Yeah.
1: But Jesus himself, when he was talking to the Pharisees said, who's your father? He said, if my father were your father, if God was really your father, you'd do the things of God. Yeah. But you do the things of your other father, the devil. Yep. So even Jesus said, all human beings are not the yeah. children of God.
0: Coming into God's family is a choice and he said you have to believe it and you have to receive it to all Mm -hmm. those who believe in the name of jesus the name above all names Mm -hmm. and so what's what's the response now jesus is waiting this is one of my favorite verses of all time revelation 320 jesus is talking and he says behold i stand at the door and knock if anyone hears my voice and opens the door i will come in and dine with him and he with me mm-hmm. so he says behold look I am right here other translations say look I'm right here and he says I'm knocking on the door well, what door is he knocking at he's knocking on the door to your heart to your life and he says I'm right here let me in and Michael jr. the comedian says Jesus is standing outside the door of your life with a mop and a bucket and he's ready to clean up mm-hmm. and he says I'll come in I don't care what it looks like on the inside. I don't care what happened in your, in, your, in your life, in your room last night. I don't care what you did five years ago. I don't care that there's holes behind the paintings that you covered up. Mm-hmm. I don't care there's a mess in your closet. I don't care you got other people living inside there. If you let me in, if you hear my voice, and you are because we're quoting him, if you hear his voice speaking to you, all you have to do is say, yes, Laura, open the door. Mm-hmm. And he'll come in. And then he says he'll dine with you. And what does that mean?
1: Interesting. In in Jesus' culture, the the uh, one of the highest symbols of interaction and uh, of people communicating with each other and enjoying each other was to dine together. So if if someone dined with someone else, it showed that they really, really, really liked the person, mm. and uh, it was it was. Bigger than the dining we do together today. Yeah. So he was choosing a, a way for people to help understand that that culture recognized like that. So he's saying, I'm going to come in and be on a very intimate basis with you. Not just a casual basis. I'm mm. going to be inside of your life, and you're going to be inside of my life. Yeah. That closeness is what that implies. Now let me ask you this, Grandpa. Yeah. What if I say...
0: My life is enchanted my, my room, my, my life is terrible. Mm-hmm. Nobody else should come in. And in fact, when I do let other people in, they mess up the life. They mess up my room. And not only that, but I hide where they've messed
1: up so I, don't, I try not to show anybody. Mm-hmm. Will Jesus still come in? Uh, Jesus says, I'm knocking on the door. If anyone opens the door, I will come in. He doesn't say... And if you open the door and I take a look around and I say, hey, why am I going in there? He he said, if you will open the door, and by opening the door, all we're doing is saying, I'm opening the door. I'm opening the door to you. He says, the minute the door is opened, I will come in.
0: And it's not just, hey, Lord, come in for a day. It's, Lord, I've made a mess of the place. Here's the deed. I give it to you. It's yours to do with what you want. And that's what being a Christian is. It's not just saying, oh, yeah, I believe in Jesus. But it's making Jesus, asking him to save you, but also making him the Lord of your entire life, giving him the deed to your heart, to your
1: Mm -hmm. life. Yeah, that's the easiest thing to do because it doesn't require you spending money or putting in hours of labor or doing Herculean tasks or depriving yourself of all kinds of wonderful things to get more spiritual yeah there's nothing you can do and in that sense it's the easiest thing to do yeah and yet because of our selfish nature it's also the hardest thing to do to say to somebody else you have the perfect idea and you know how to make my life exactly the right way to be exactly what i was created to be and that i would be the most satisfied with and i'm going to allow you to do that That's the ultimate goal. yeah. And we'll be honest, I have struggles with that. I have days and times and events in my life that I go, wait a minute, God, I think I can handle this alone. Yeah. That's, that's not the best way to do it. But I confess, I'm not perfect at it. And nobody is gonna be perfect at it. Yeah. The idea is each each day or each month or each year, we're getting closer and closer and closer to God and more like Jesus than we were no matter whether we started way 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 back there or whether we were only that far off to begin with. We keep going but it's always in little increments it's always in little measurements getting closer and closer and closer. And so we're actually gonna one of my favorite questions
0: after all this is is there any good reason why you cannot receive Jesus right now? And so we're going to ask you to receive Christ in your life to ask him to be the Savior and the Lord of your life but, we want you to be convinced in your own mind also.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, if you're not ready, you don't need to say it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I'm ready, we want you to be to be convinced. Because one thing about Christianity, this entire book is true. It's not just a, a oh, I believe in it by faith. It's historical fact. You can press the Scriptures very hard, and they stand up. And you can also say, well, what's the point? Did Jesus really rise from the dead? If Jesus didn't rise from physically from the dead, says Paul says it, Christianity is worthless. And so we don't want you just to say this prayer and then you know, two weeks down the road, someone puts doubts in your mind and then you're like, well, I'm not a Christian anymore. You have to be convinced that this is the truth, that Jesus is exactly the truth in your own heart. And if you ask him to reveal himself to you, he will.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. And a couple of things come to mind. One of them is uh, I, I'm going to pray with anyone who, who wants to receive, believe and receive Jesus. But the prayer itself is yeah. only a guide. It's, they're not magic words. Yeah. The words themselves don't make that happen. The words are only effective if they're expressing what is in your heart and what you're beginning to understand. Right.
0: It's the difference between saying to somebody, yeah, I love you, and I love you.
1: It's yeah. the difference between that. Yeah, the words themselves are not as important as the, the thoughts behind the words. But let me pray with you. If, yeah. if, you, if you have come to the point where, where you want to receive Jesus, and uh, maybe because of this conversation or previous conversations yeah. or other things in your life, but this is, this is a guide of where your heart hopefully is. And uh, let me read it for you. And if you think this works for you, why don't you pray each line? I'll say it and then you can pray it. I'll leave a little space for you to pray it if you want to. Dear Lord Jesus.
0: Dear Lord Jesus.
1: I know that I am a sinner. I know that I am a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness. And I ask for your forgiveness. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you died for me. For my sins. For my sin. I now invite you to come into my heart and life. I now invite you to come into my heart and my life. That's opening the door when he's knocking. I want to trust you as Savior. I want to trust you as Savior. And follow you as Lord. And follow you as Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, if you said if you said this prayer, again it's not the words, but if that if the prayer really says what's in your heart, you are now a believer yeah. and a Christian. Welcome to the family. Yes. Now,
0: now it's it's amazing what God's done. You may have felt something, you may have not, but faith is not a feeling. That's right. right? Faith is in a person, and he says, if you've meant that. God says, I have forgiven you of all your sin. Every bad thing you've done, every bad thing you will do, it's wiped away. It's purified. It's made spotless in the blood of Jesus. Jesus has paid for all that Mm -hmm. sin. And God says, I remember it no more.
1: When when you believe in Jesus, as Tim said, God takes away all the sin that you have ever committed and says, I'm not going to hold that against you and all the sin that you will commit because, being human, we still are going to make mistakes. Yeah. He said, I'm not going to hold those against you. No. They're, all, they're all taken away, and every time God looks at you from now on, He sees not only you, but He sees the righteousness of Jesus covering you, yeah. so that He does not see your sin. Now, could God see your sin? Sure, He could. He's God. God has chosen not to see your sin, but to only see the righteousness of Jesus when he looks at you. Yeah. And therefore, he treats you like his own child. Yeah,
0: It's like what John 1.12 said, now you're a child of God.
1: Now you're a child of God. And
0: with that, you have all the rights as God's child to ask him for help, to right. ask him to provide for your needs.
1: And uh, let me give you other one more word of, com- of uh, encouragement. Yeah. Sometimes, after you've made a decision like this, mm-hmm. you know, your heart begins to get very joyous. You yeah. may jump for joy or shout for joy. You don't have to do that. That, that too yeah. is not a, something that says, yes, you got it because you shouted. No, that's not true. But different people have different kinds of reactions to it. One reaction that comes along someplace in this, either from somebody you know or somebody you don't know or something else, somebody may say, well now wait a minute, did you really become a Christian? Did you really believe in that? You know, that's pretty, uh, this eternal life stuff and not going to hell stuff, ah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. God says, I know, there may be times in your life when somebody, you feel yeah. challenged about it. And so here's what he says in First John. So you don't have to hope that you're a Christian, you don't have to think that
0: you're a Christian, you don't have to even guess. This is what he says in 1 John.
1: 1 John chapter 5, starting with verse 11. He says, and this is the proof. God has given us eternal life because we believed in Jesus. Mm. He says, this life is in his Son. He says, he who has the Son of God has the life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have the life. But I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, the name of Jesus, so that you will know, you will know that you have eternal life. Mm. God says, if you believed in Jesus and you were sincere in your heart when you believed in him, it doesn't make any difference what kind of feeling or what kind of words are told you or what kind of people ridicule you. or what. No matter what else happens, if you did that, sincerely in your heart you have eternal life and it cannot be taken away from you it cannot be changed even on the day that you may not feel like you have it, you still have it you have it he writes those things to you who believe in the name of the son of God so that you will know that you have eternal life regardless of anything that goes on around you or anything that's said to you
0: and so there's a couple of steps that you, you, you should take now Now that you're a believer, God says there's an enemy out in the world, the devil. And his main goal is to stop people from believing in Jesus by any means necessary, to discourage people and to to kill their faith. Mm -hmm. And he's going to try whatever he can to discourage you. And that's why it's important to know the promises of God in his word, because the promises of God will give you something to stand on. Because our feelings can come and go, but when Jesus says, I'm with you to the very end of the age in Matthew 28, that's true regardless of how you feel. And when he says, I'm the truth, that's true regardless of what anybody else says. And so the best thing you can do, get yourself a Bible. If you don't have one, until you actually get a physical one, go online. Mm -hmm. Right? Or download the Bible app. Start reading in the book of John. And if you have questions about what it is, you can ask us. Yeah, we'll You can reach it. out to us on our social media. You can you know, email us or email. But not only get a Bible and just ask the Lord and say, Lord Jesus, I want you to direct me now in what you want me to be doing. Get in a good Bible-believing church and see if they have and a new a, believers class.
1: That's a church that actually teaches verse by verse the Bible.
0: Yeah, verse by verse. Through not the Bible.
1: one that says, oh, the Bible's a good book, but I'm going to talk about... Uh, poetry today. Yeah. Well, if it's the poetry of the Psalms, which are in the Bible, that might be okay. Right. But make sure that it's a church that says, this is God's Word. Half of it is 2,000 years old. The other half is another 3,000 years old. Millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people have believed it and lived it. Yeah. So it's not something that just came up last week or last yeah. month or last well, it's, century. It's,
0: the Bible's interesting because it's the only book that, as you read it, it reads you. <laughs> yeah, because God says it's living; it's the living word of God. Gotcha. And it's sharp; it'll divide; it'll it'll say. What it, as you read it, as you read the word of God, and you probably felt it if you've been listening. It's like, yeah, that's true in my heart. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, yeah that's that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And so, get in a good Bible believing church. If you want some recommendations, boy, we got recommendations. And then read the, read the book of John and get started in the Word of God. And then finally, maybe tell somebody. Yeah. Find somebody you know who believes in Jesus, or maybe somebody who doesn't, say, hey, this is what I did today.
1: Mm-hmm. And you will find it useful to, to associate yourself with other believers. Yes. All of us have days when we feel like, hey, I'm really clicking with God and I'm following Him. And then we have days when we're going, oh, what am I doing? We need other believers around us to help do a couple of things. One of them is to help us say, wait a minute, are are you sensing a problem here? (laughs) Maybe there's something that you need to readjust, maybe there's a thing that you need to turn around from, or uh, we also need each other to say, hey, I can see you're making great progress. I can see that you're doing what God yeah. wants. I can see your relationship with God is getting and better. And even better. someone to
0: say, hey, can you pray with me? Yeah. And then you're just able to pray together. But God didn't intend you to do the, this life alone. Right. Yeah.
1: And that's, that's why once you become a believer, I used to ask people, so now I, I believe in God and, and because of Jesus, I can go to heaven. How come God doesn't just take me to heaven? I'm ready. Mm. And and I said, well, why why am I still here? The conclusion that I've come to is, God left me here because He says, uh, in the end of Matthew, He says, "You are my witness. Yeah, you're to witness. You're the witness to all people whenever you can." In
0: other words, you got a job to do.
1: Yeah, you got a job. You have an assignment. I and and, and, uh, in in. First Corinthians, he says, we're his ambassadors. Yeah. Or Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians, chapter Second five, Corinthians chapter 5. It says, we are his ambassadors. Yeah. And we it,
0: represent and him.
1: Yeah. So that's people. that's why we're left here, so that we can be a witness to help yeah. other people, just like we're trying to help you mm-hmm. today. And come there's, to there's knowledge.
0: Another thing also, this world has an expiration date. As a believer in Christ, you don't have to fear death, because you're with you're going to be with Him. That's the best thing ever. You have that knowing that no matter what happens in life, mm-hmm. Jesus loves me, and He loves you unconditionally,
1: and I'm going to be with Him. Right, and He says, uh, "I am with you to the very end of the age. No man can take you out of My hand." Yep.
0: Yeah. So, you got anything else, or is that it for today?
1: Well, I think that's a good stopping point that's for today. That's a good stopping point. Yeah. That's a
0: lot of info, but listen, if you if you made a decision for Jesus. Message us, please. Yes, Let please. us know because we want to pray for you.
1: And we want to rejoice yeah. with you as well.
0: And also, if you know of anybody who doesn't know what it means to be a Christian or maybe a little cloudy, send them this video. Yeah. Right? YouTube's great, man. Rumble, too. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Listen, guys, thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next week for Freedom Friday, and we have a we have a pretty good satire episode planned for next week.
1: Well, I I wouldn't call it satire. I would say that it's very serious business. We report the news. In fact, we report the news from UFN, the Unfake News Network. That's right. The only news you need to hear.
0: We'll save it for the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks a lot, and we will see you later. Bye bye. too much things on like one or two parts
1: of I need to well good I I had hoped that it I thought it went very